0: blouses gallant check disaster I disaster
1: well I mean I'm no doctor
0: we now join America's most popular show already in progress everybody loves Mitch and Sean you guys are the greatest duo fantastic! did that to you i counted well, you down i know but i counted you down like five seconds ago you're not even paying attention to me i'm Welcome looking at up my the beer fine we <laughs> will awkwardly come into the post game finds podcast hey this is what an emergency meeting we decided to throw this one in uh last minute we said hey we got to do this because the latest news that came from the montreal canadians uh with the firing of Claude julien and kirk muller so we wanted to jump on top of this right away And, uh, Mitch, we've been kind of talking about it all day, but not with each other. So I want to take advantage of that here on the Post Game Pints Podcast, brought to you by LeBros. LeBros Brewery. Check them out, lebros.com. And – LeBron's in Point Claire, 133, and they've got everything. I got to make another trip soon. Looking forward to that. And I know that they've just released a whole bunch of more in their lab series. They just celebrated their fourth birthday. Happy birthday. Once again, go check it out. Still, you can go get your Campbell play-by-play IPA, your Angry Gallo Ale. And uh, they are proud partners and uh, title sponsor of the Post Game Pints podcast. But Mitch, we got to dive right into this. Claude Julien was fired by the Montreal Canadiens almost four years after he was hired. First question, was this the right move?
1: Well, um, I'll start off by uh, saying, yes, it's, it's, it's the right move. Anytime something like this happens, everybody is, is surprised when they see the news. I'm, I'm not going to say anybody was shocked when they saw the news this, this time around, but you still, you know, you get the prompt on your phone or somebody informs you as to what's happened, and It's like, Oh, shit they they went ahead and did it yeah so um the, the, the question though is it the right move obviously yes unfortunately sean uh claude julien in four years in montreal has had very limited success and i'd actually say no success at all um you could look at what happened last year with the bubble and beating the pittsburgh penguins that's why I'll, i said limited success but If things were normal and the circumstances are what they should have been, the Canadians would have been well out of a playoff spot. Fact of the matter is, Cole Julien hasn't had much success in the NHL in about six years. The Canadian special teams' numbers were terrible. Uh, They looked out of sync. They didn't look organized. Uh, They didn't look like they were playing with any structure. And we heard too many comments from players talking about negative energy, playing in their own heads, playing not to lose, thinking too much out on the ice. There was just too much, Sean, I think built up for the Montreal Canadiens not to make this move. I think if you look at the path and the trajectory and how they've been playing as of late, the move had to be made. So it is the right move because I think they are a lot better on paper compared to what
0: they've done so far this year. So... The right move is kind of if it's status quo with the direction that they're going, even under a new coach, maybe it's not the right move. But it does seem that it's just started looking like a lot like last year. And you know, you want consistency in your coach, but you don't want consistency in the problems. You want a coach that can fix those problems with adaptation, with and and the general manager go and get new players can can make some moves and bring in and then everybody seems to be a-okay with all the changes with the roster but then the canadians started looking like a team that couldn't win a home that hasn't begun on the power play from day one and i think that has a lot to do with kirk Muller going um and he's kind of tied in there with claude juliet and losing to teams they shouldn't lose to and that's that's what happened and when a general manager or an owner or a president of hockey operations. And I know in this uh, instance, the general manager with the Canadians, Mark Bergevin is looking at Claude Julien he sees the same problems. He's like, I have to make a move. And I, and I don't want to feel like he was, his back was up against the wall. He could have stayed the course. So these guys are going to get out of it. But I think he was right when he talked about a new voice and a new message, even though he wants them to go back to the play the way that they did in the first 10 games with speed and attack and be on their toes. He kind of wants the same hockey he saw with Claude Julien. He just feels like the message isn't getting through anymore. And we've seen it time and time again. Coaches, their lives, I mean, once you hit three years, it's really hard to stay longer than that. Yes, there are coaches that pass that, but it's not often. Most coaches are gone after three because the message gets stale.
1: Yeah, and I don't even know if it's uh, if it's the message getting stale, or the, the players... messenger. Yeah, exactly the the messenger getting getting a little bit uh, stale. And Sean, you know, you mentioned uh, losing to teams that they shouldn't be losing to. It's 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 three out of four games that they drop to the Ottawa Senators. I realize yes. uh, they pick up a couple points along the way, which doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Mitigate things. No, it's 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 a loss. It's it's a an it l- and eight. it
0: wouldn't have mattered if. Like let's just say they won the shootout or something like that. it wouldn't have matter because they just got the win, and I think that even a shootout win not would have changed the the plight of of you know Julien, but I think yeah. it would have changed the way that the locker room felt
1: yeah, may maybe, but you know you know where I think um where I think we might look back as a big time turning point let's let's say the coaching change doesn't work, and I think uh it's probably going to work at least in the short term. I think they're going to get a little bit of a, a boost of energy from this change, but let's say it doesn't work. I think we're going to look back to uh, Brendan Gallagher scoring against the Maple Leafs two weeks ago, uh, the game winner, obviously to fully uh, scoring before that, but the Canadians are trailing in that game. They look like they don't have a lot of life. What were the, what were the hits in that game? It was like 40 to one at one point. Yeah. Toronto's just dominating them. Montreal, comes from behind, finds a way to win. I think that if the Canadians don't win that game, Mark Berger probably makes a change at that time. Mm -hmm. And that allows Dominic Ducharme to come in as the fresh voice with a week of practice and time to tinker and change things up. I think you're So so what do
0: you think of the timing then? So let's just jump. What do you think of the timing? The fact that he did wait another week because they did win that game and then he waited three more games. Do you think that's a big deal that now that Ducharme really doesn't have that practice time, he might get two full-day practices the rest of the way? Maybe three?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, what i, what I tell you to that is uh, better late than never. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think they probably should have done it after the Toronto game. They wait three more. They could have waited even another three games, and then it would have been even worse, and the things would have compounded further. Mm-hmm. So we know he's patient and he wanted to give every chance to Claude Julien and Kirk Muller to figure things out. They weren't able to, I understand the logic behind it. I think you're just putting hurdles in Dominic Ducharme's path to success a little bit here. Not that he can't overcome it and not that the new voice can't help fix things. Um, But I I, I just think uh, it might've been a bit of an easier path for, for Dominic Ducharme had they made that change earlier. All right,
0: so I, I, I'm I'm okay with the timing too. By the way, and uh, I like I'm the same way. I, I think it was about time. I remember when Julien came in; it was it was right around a bye week too, with with uh, the Terrying in 2016, 17. Sorry, 2017, and it was uh, Valentine's Day. Was it that in, in mid February when they fired? It was it, Brett-
1: it was it was that weekend. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was it was that weekend. And I remember we were talking about it on the post game show and I was like, I don't see them doing it. And, but we took, we discussed it and I was like, I don't see them doing it. And I never had that feeling this time. I was like, I can see them doing it. And I, I was pretty sure it was going to be Buller and Julien Gon and Ducharme. I didn't know they were going to bring up Alex Burrows. That's going to be interesting to see what they, with, how that dynamics going to work. But yeah. what can Dominic Ducharme do now that, with the Canadians here on the post game pines podcast? Sean Campbell, Mitch Gallo brought you by LeBron's Brewery. What can Dominic Ducharme do now?
1: Uh, well, first of all, going back to that time with uh, Julien coming in and replacing Terry, I think that uh, at, at, at that moment, the Canadians, if memory serves me well, were in first place. Mm-hmm. They were certainly well in a playoff spot, and things were trending in the wrong direction for sure, but things didn't seem to be completely off track at that time so that's why it's like oh maybe but i don't think they're gonna do it this time around i'm with you it had a completely uh different feeling and i think that's why a lot of people were talking about it and it was legitimate to talk about it and i think a lot of it is just based on the expectations on this team going into the season they were expected to be a team that was going to be at the top of their division one or two and then make some noise in the playoffs. So the change was made because the path didn't seem like it was leading to where they thought they should be. Now, what can Dominic Ducharme uh, do? Uh, Sean is what you're asking right now. I think he, he could do a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, first of all, he can alleviate that negative energy that we we're talking about earlier. He could be a more positive voice. He's a younger guy. I think he could relate yeah. a little bit easier to the youngsters on the team. Cock and Yemi. Suzuki, Romanov, even some of the not so like guys in between. Drouin, uh, Drouin, who he coached obviously know. with. Hallow. Maybe to know, hey, man, hey, man, even even Tatar, yeah. I think uh, has had a bit of a rocky road here with uh, with Claude Julien. Like I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw a couple big performances from Thomas Tatar. Uh, with good with hockey that, player. Well, he's a good hockey player. Now he's going to have a weight lifted yeah. right off of his back. Um, So I think there's something to be said about that. I also think, Sean, just go back to last year in the bubble when uh, Claude Julien left, Kirk Muller in a very short amount of time coached in a, in a very, very different way than Claude Julien as yeah. far as mixing up the lines, uh, changing things up, in-game in- adjustments. In-game adjustments. I know
0: you've been using that word a lot, in-game adjustments. And that's one of the things I'm curious what's going to happen with Ducharme, because I think he's going to be able to play a little. I think he can play tomorrow and practice, you know, and this is the day, you know, we're recording this podcast on the day that he got uh, let go. Uh, Julien, so it would be his first practice, but his first practice, I think he can play first game. He can play after a period. He could change it up. I think he could just, you know, take it as a toy and just really feel it out on his own and say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to jostle around with the line and and the lineup. And, and maybe do things just a little bit differently, guys. It's just going to have a different vibe, and you're going to feel it. But every time you hit that ice, you got to perform. So I'm thinking that's one of the things that he's going to be really good at.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I also can't help but think about uh, the communication that he's going to have with some of the players, especially the veteran guys on the team. It's like, you know, you you, you go to Brennan – like, this is how I would look at it, and I'm going to think Dominic ducharmer is going to look at it, but I, w- I would go to Brent and Gallagher and I'd be like, okay – uh, how do you feel about Dano? How do you feel about playing with him? How it's going with you guys right now? I know you guys have had a lot of success. What do you think about playing with Cockney? what do you think about playing with this guy? How, how do you feel about this and that? And I do the same with Weber. What do you think about Sherrod? I, I'm thinking about giving a little bit more time to Romanov. Maybe giving you more of a, a guy mm-hmm. that can move the puck with both his legs and, and his passing ability and, and split you and Sherrod up. How do you feel about these things? And I think you could open up a nice dialogue especially with guys who have been around for a long time. The other thing, Sean, I I think that uh, Ducharme, from what I know of him, is going to implement a more aggressive style. He's going to be more aggressive, whereas Claude was more passive. Let's let the game come to us. We're going to counterattack. We're going to score off the rush. Or I think with Ducharme, and this might take a little bit of time for him to completely implement this, but it's going to be go, 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 go. And uh, I think that's going to be a big mandate from this coach.
0: Well, I think he, the, the Canadians were go, go, go. And then when things got out right, it was like, shut her down. And, yeah. And Mark Bergerman alluded to that uh, when talking about the, the Canadians. He goes, look, I just feel like we're a fast team. And over the last few games, we became a slow team. And we weren't playing fast. And we want to be aggressive. And and Mitch, I say that on, on our post games all the time is, hey, when the game's slow, the Canadians, I don't feel good about their game. When the game's fast, yes, they're giving up chances. But at the same time, I feel better about the Canadians in those situations. The one thing, though, let's be honest. Well, Sean, to me, sure. to, me, to,
1: to me, it's about acting instead of reacting. And I think as of late yeah.
0: they've been reacting. That's all. Yeah, and then when you react, you're, you're, you're late to a puck. You react to something when you can't uh, jump on it. But the one thing, I mean... It's going to be the right choice, and everyone's going to love Dominic Ducharme if Carey Price just starts playing better. I yeah. mean, if, he just, if he just starts playing great, then next thing you know, hey, well, Ducharme has the magic touch. And, and I think that's a big thing for the Canadians right now, if they just get steady play from their number one goaltender.
1: Well, he, yeah, I'm not going to discount that. At the same time, I'll say that uh, the Sunday loss, Jake Allen was in goal. And yep. the, the loss on, on Tuesday, we're going to look at the uh, two bad goals that he led up to uh, Branstrom and Kachuk. And I'm not going to apologize for them. They're really bad goals. But I think if you look at the 60 minutes of play, the, 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 the work in that game, if you're going to put another goalie between the pipes, probably the score ends up the same, if not more lopsided because of how many insane saves he made. The two goals were bad. It's like if you make five highlight reel saves on goals that should go in, but you let in two softies, I kind of see the difference as three, right? So there's three that you've saved, uh, even though I don't want to apologize. Appall- but I get your point. You know, if, if he's locking mm-hmm. it down and shutting down everything, you're going to win more games than you lose. And if he stops those two shots on top of all the highlight reel saves, Dominic charm is going to look like a genius. So I don't want to discount it. And I think Carey Price can be better, but. I think watching the team, anybody who's watched the Canadian Sean knows that the issues go far beyond the goaltending and it's on the structure and the way they're playing and how disorganized and out of sync that they looked on the ice. Yeah, Uh,
0: by the way, there's a couple more things I want to get to I also Mitch because you and I uh, have we know Dominic Ducharme just a little bit from our time being on the bus. Uh, with the juniors. I thought maybe we could tell a story about the juniors with Dominic Ducharme and, and uh, kind of give a different perspective that we know. Uh, or maybe if you have a Claude Julien story, now that he's gone with the Canadians, we could do that just at the end of the show. Uh, but uh, quickly, just a couple more things here on the Post Game Pint podcast, Campbell and Gallo, uh, also brought to you by a Wolfpacks.ca. Wolf. Wolf. Woof, woof. W-O-O-F-P-A-C-K-S dot C-A. Check them woof, out. Wolfpacks dot C-A. I know that Vader's excited. I know that uh, Freddie with Dave is super excited uh, for, the, for the packages that are uh, coming their way. You go check out these packets. You, you subscribe. You get a package a month. It's a surprise. It's a surprise. Not for you. For your dog. So all you dog lovers out there watching the uh, Post Game Pines podcast, go support woofpacks.ca. dot C-A. Support local. We support them. They support us. You support them. That's the way that we roll. Wolfpacks.ca. Wolf, wolf.
1: <laughs> wolf, wolf.
0: So, All right. dot yeah. so just a couple of things before we get to maybe a couple of stories, Mitch. Do you think Claude Julian's is going to get another job in the NHL? Uh, as a head coach? Yeah. Well, I don't think he'll take as an assistant. I think he might be an assistant for Team Canada. That's a strong possibility at the Olympics. Um, I'd, I'd be surprised if he was
1: on the Canadian Olympic staff, even as an assistant. And uh, I be.
0: I think. I think. I think he, he's a candidate for head coach now.
1: I don't. I don't think so, pers personally. And uh, I don't. I don't see him being up for another head coaching job anytime soon. I think if we look at uh, his track record, trying it's been a long time since he's had success in the NHL, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think if we look at a lot of the guys that were from his era of coaching, mm. they're starting to not get jobs anymore. And we're starting to see younger coaches or coaches who have had success in the recent few nice. What do you got? Another uh, another Campbell? I
0: mean, coaches- <laughs> I mean, it was one of those days, my friend. It was one yeah. of
1: those. I, I, I hear you. But, uh, you know, with Ducharme and Jeremy Colleton mm-hmm. and Sheldon Keith and a bunch of the other coaches who have come in pretty – even John Cooper, Sean, was pretty young when he came in uh, to yeah. the Tampa Bay Lightning. DJ Smith's a young guy. I think we're seeing an influx now of, of younger coaches, coaches with different philosophies, whereas the older school coaches are not getting jobs anymore. And we're not seeing the recycled coach as much. Is it possible that there's going to be a team that wants a veteran guy behind the bench? Yeah, it's, it's possible. I just think that there's other options that I would personally be um, more inclined to hire than Claude Julien just because it's been a long time since uh, he's
0: coached a good team. Stanley Cup champion coaches are Stanley Cup champion coaches and I think that that still holds water in today's NHL when you know how what it takes to win. And I know sometimes it's, you know, what it takes to win 10 years ago. And I think that that's something that we could get in that conversation with Mike Babcock as he's maybe looking for another job. And I, and I know that's maybe a name that you would turn to first before uh or Claude Julien, but I think he's going to be a head coach again. I think he will. I don't think he'll be an assistant. I think that he'll be considered for team Canada. I think that uh, there will be a team that will look for him. I mean, it was just, Four years ago, when he was let go of the Bruins, the Canadians jump on the opportunity. I think there's other general managers that look at him in high regard. I know that there are young coaches that need opportunities. Absolutely. I'm with you. And I love the change of the guard. I like the idea that the Canadians are going with Dominic Ducharme, a guy that's never coached before, but has been in the ranks. They didn't just bring him up from the AHL or the Q. He's been in the NHL. He knows the players. I think that it's a good transition. And, and give him the interim. Because if it's, if it's a disaster, then you can change your mind if it's something that works, you're going to, he's the front runner right now for next year. I don't, and there's no doubt the way that Mark Bergevin spoke, he's a front runner to be the coach next year, but I still think he has to perform to a certain level, but I'm going to be on the other side of this. I think Claude's going to get a job. I'm just going to say that. Uh, lastly, before we get into story time and uh, story time will be brought to you by Cunningham's Pub Cause we don't have a pop quiz today, uh, but uh, <laughs> Cunning, I will bring story time to Cunningham's club. Uh, just uh, uh, for Mark Bergevin, is this his last move? Does he have anything else? Because if this move doesn't work out, he's got a year left on his deal. Is this is he done? Is this is this Mark Berger's last little straw as general manager? Um, so you're 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 asking with
1: the hypothetical that it doesn't work.
0: Because if it works, they're not like if the Canadians go and have success and the general manager is fine. He made the moves, he made this, and and if this move works, there's there's no answer here. My point is nine years in third coach uh, doesn't make the playoffs in a seven team league after all those changes, do you think that Jeff Molson would think about it?
1: I think that um, there's a lot of pressure on everybody here. And uh, if they were to miss the playoffs, I think his job would definitely be in jeopardy. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised that they brought him back if they missed the playoffs completely. For sure, um, I think that a lot is riding. Unfortunately for Bergevay and a lot of young players like uh, Suzuki, Kakanyemi, and Romanov. Mm-hmm. Um, I even think if they don't get out of the first round, there could be some pressure there for for Mark Bergevin. Uh, Jeff Molson has been so patient, and he's shown a lot of faith in uh, in the Canadians general manager. But I don't know about you, Sean. I'd be very surprised if they could have another unsuccessful year with the amount of money that they spent like Mark van Sean, uh, in free agency, and mm-hmm. uh, trades this year, he spent more than any other general manager. If you don't include entry-level deals, he spent a hundred and two million million of Jeff Molson's money. Now Jeff Molson, he might be patient, but he's also a businessman. And if he sees that he's shelling out $102 million, and of course I'm talking over the totality yeah. of the contracts, not just this year, no, but no. if he's, If he sees $102 million has been committed and he's not seeing any returns on his dividends, then I'd be very surprised
0: if Jeff Molson was okay with that. See, I think he's going to – not that he's going to be okay, but I think he is because think about it this way. A new general manager comes in with this roster, the way it's built, what, what can he do? I mean, he could trade away some guys, but most of these guys are locked in. They've, they've signed it. The major free agent moves. They're up against the cap. I mean, a new general manager coming into this and this off season. I mean, it's still Mark Bergevin's team this year and next year. And plus, even after this off season, everybody felt, Oh, the Canadians are heading the direction, but they're not there just yet. Now maybe it's the next general manager. And we'll get them there. But I still think that there's a little bit move to maneuver and it's Mark Bergevin's plan. I think he might let him finish it off the plan even if it doesn't go as well as he thought because of this derailment. But anyways, we'll, we'll see. I think that you mentioned it. Jeff Molson's a patient guy. I think he's very patient with Mark Bergevin. And I and know Sean, that
1: Sean, it's, it's hypothetical, right? Yes. We're saying, yes. we're saying if they don't make if, the playoffs, if they get bounced, Yeah. Yeah. So I, I fully expect them to make the playoffs and be very competitive in the playoffs as well. So I think, I think his job long-term mm-hmm. is fine, but if it doesn't go well, There's a reason he made the move this quickly, Sean,
0: with with firing Julie. All right, so with no pop quiz, and by the way, I encourage you to check out our Facebook page for your chance to win a gift certificate to Cunningham's Pub. Uh, Cunningham's Pub, the best wings in the world in St. Anne Bellevue. Uh, Just at the end of the island, I mean, check them out. Check out Cunningham's Pub on their Facebook page. Check them out on their website. Uh, They have the best wings on the planet. Not in Canada, not Montreal, not in the province, not in North America, on the planet. And uh, I know that uh, you, it, you just got to try them. I'm, I'm telling you, try them once, and then you're going to be hooked for life. So uh, proud uh, to have them on board here on the Post Game Pints podcast, Campbell and Gallo. Mitch, just to wrap things up here with all this coach talk, uh, you and I, we met Dominic Ducharme as he was an assistant coach with the Montreal Juniors. We rode the buses a whole lot. Val D'Or, Aranda, Oranda, Shikoudami, uh, Ramuski, uh, Pascal Vincent was the head coach, Joel Bouchard, was one of the assistants too he wasn't on the bus all the time uh but sometimes he was on the bus uh we got to know Dominic a little bit uh I will say this uh both Claude Julier and and Dominic Ducharme are very polite people uh, I know that uh, that's something I always, you were tweeting about this today were you not tweeting I thought I thought you tweeted maybe it was a text that you sent me about <laughs> well, a
1: text is private and a uh, tweet is public, so be uh, tread water here, Sean.
0: No, no, it was about a, a coach being nice to the media and polite is a good coach, but a rude coach is a bad coach.
1: Yeah, that that was a text, but I don't I don't okay. mind you sharing it. Okay, <laughs> sorry, tweet.
0: Yeah, no, no. But my my point is, Claude. I always like I filled in for Dan a whole bunch of times, so I get on the road and I get in those scrums and I had one on one. He was always. Oh, you're filling in for Dan. Hey, well, how are you doing? Like, he was very, you know, open, very much. You covered a lot of Mark Trespin press conferences, right? I remember Mark Trespin would go around and, hi, what's your name? What's your name? He would try and like, you know, uh, say hi to everybody. Claude was, he, he'd see a new face and he'd wonder like, why are you here? Who is that? And he'd get this, you not just that you're just some uh, anybody. And and it's the same thing with Dominic Ducharme. I got on the plane a couple times and I know him from the juniors and he would look over. He's like, hey. And I hadn't seen him for like six, seven years. He's like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? And there was only a couple of people on the plane. I let the I don't, you know, when I fill in for Dan, I go sit in my spot and eat my food and I don't move, talk to Sergio. That's it. But you know, there's a couple people that I would actually say hi and you'd wait for your bags while you wait. And Dominic would come up. He's like, Hey, how you doing? Everything good. You, you, you enjoying the flight. And Dominic was always polite that way. And, uh, I know that back on the junior days, we had a couple stories that we always. I don't know which one you want to bring up, if you have one in particular. Uh, I I have two that come to mind. I don't know which one you want me to share. Uh, I, I, I don't. I, I don't know. I I'm, ours might be different too. So go ahead.
1: I I, I can tell. I can, I don't know how much time is left here, but I I can tell both of them. Uh, Sean, maybe maybe you maybe you could tell one in between, since I have yeah. uh, I have two stories. One one I'm a little bit reluctant to tell, but but I'll, I'll tell it anyways because. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't care. I've had. Uh, I've had a couple of beers, so I'm feeling good. Cheers. Um, we fights. were. We were. Uh, we were driving um, on the bus with with the with the Montreal Juniors. You and I. Uh, you're on this. Uh, you're on this trip. And uh, Farrell Miller, who owned the Montreal Juniors, was too cheap to um, to have us stay an extra night. So we had to drive on a game day. Uh, from Montreal to Ray aranda So we're going to we're gonna drive Six on plus game. hours.
0: Six, Six plus, plus hours. Hour. Yeah. yeah, we're so looking at like seven in the morning.
1: Yeah, so we're going uh, to drive to Lorraine-Aranda. Um, the players we're going to play, we're going to call the game, you and I. And uh, then we're going to stay in Ray aranda go to Val d'Or, play in Val d'Or, and come back uh, to Montreal. A, a crazy idea for the owner of the team to be so cheap. Yeah on the extra night of hotel. Anyways, uh, we, we, we stopped for lunch and we have a nice lunch. I had some soup, nice time. I love, uh, love me some good soup and the uh, yeah. team treated us well. We always got to eat with the, uh, with the team, sit with the players and the coaching staff and everything like polite. that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you and I would usually do our own thing, but we had, we had fun talking with those guys. They spent so much time with us on the bus yeah. and everything like that. And um we, we we pull out of this this place where we're having our, our meal and we're back on the bus and the bus must have and Sean, I've been hitting in the heads a, a couple of <laughs> times in my life. So, you know, yeah. if, if if details are foggy and you can add anything to the story, you let me know. And if I get anything wrong, also let me know because you were there too. Yeah. But um the bus could not have been gone for more than five minutes. We're not back on the highway from the restaurant that we're at. And it skids into a ditch. <laughs> and we're stuck. Like the, the bus driver is trying to back out. and You got the wheels just hitting the ice yeah. and not going anywhere. Like,
0: <laughs> and so like he, gets, he, tells, he tells everybody, he's like, okay, you're too heavy. You all have to get off the bus. <laughs> and then, and then, so we all get off the bus and the players have to try and push the bus because they're physical. And then we're like, well, we're not players. We're not pushing the bus. So the yeah. coaches, the players are pushing. And here's Mitch Gallo. Taking his phone and just like <laughs> clip, 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 just taking pictures of the guys because we're just laughing. We're like, what? The, what, what? the hell is this? Uh,
1: I, I also, uh, I also want to stick it to, uh, to Ferrell Miller.
0: Yeah, uh, just they a was, little the bit. Snowbank was big. The snowbank was big. That they were stuck in, and, yeah. and you know what? Good teamwork. Good job, Pascal Vaisse. They did after what five, ten minutes to get the bus out. Maybe twenty.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. No. Around that um so you know I I just snap the
0: photos and I throw them up on my Twitter and it, you know F- Facebook I, I think it was your Facebook
1: I How don't do you, remember it was I don't Twitter remember or Facebook yeah I, I
0: I honestly I honestly didn't think too much of it at the time yeah we like, I like, just did it. a little little yeah. derailment yeah, I remember we're, and we're in the middle of nowhere where there's like no <laughs> or anything but you're able to get it up there
1: yeah so I I, I get it up there and uh, we we were
0: driving and seriously man it was not a long time
1: yeah although since... but
0: before this before it gets this because <laughs> did you get because then this is what happened rds is stefan larue you like after you post it you got a friend request on facebook from stefan larue <laughs> did you not yes i did yes I and did. then you accepted it and then he stole your picture he stole the picture from my facebook
1: page and he throws it up on the main page at rds.ca. I don't I don't know this though. I don't know any of this until okay. Sean, until so there's like four rows of coaches. Yeah. And then you and I, and then all the players are sitting behind us. And Dominic Ducharme at that time was doing a lot of video work. Yeah. So he was always on the computer on the on the bus looking at uh, tape for Pascal Vincent, stuff like that. And I just see we're sitting there and he just turns around. Yeah. And looks at me. Well, first, like, first, first, first. Hold like, on, hold on. What? You
0: can see something. You can see something opens up with the coaches. Okay, so they're they're kind of murmuring, and then you see Dominic go to Pascal, and he brings his computer, and he and I and I I was on the aisle, you were in the, uh, you were on the window, and he brings it across. And I see your picture, and he's showing to Pascal. I'm like, Mitch, you're in trouble. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it was, and that's why I always say it was Dominic because. Dominic was the one that turned around and showed you like Mitch did you send them this picture and you know in his broken English at the time because he wasn't <laughs> the strongest English and then you were like because how old were you at the time oh early 20s you were like holy shit fuck oh I messed up God. I messed this up. this is no good and then we kind of we laughed and then even Pascal was just like yeah you probably shouldn't but Eve's like no, honestly,
1: uh, pretty much the coaching staff was like, "You probably shouldn't have done that," but fuck Trail Miller.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember because I remember after the game, which they got
1: smoked. That night. I was yeah, it was I think a five-one
0: uh, game I mean, against. I, think, Raina, I was gonna say six nothing, but they got uh, smoked. Yeah, it might have been six nothing,
1: five-one, something like that. But Ray uh as as far as context is concerned, they had won like six games that year. Yeah, like they were. Yeah awful
0: yeah they got they got smoked that night and uh i just remember having a couple of beers at the bar because during the week too, uh after we kind of had a couple of beers and so like don't worry about it and then but pascal wasn't there and then pascal came down and he's like i just got off the phone with Farrell. that was a four-hour conversation
1: <laughs> <laughs> well fuck it was his fault
0: yeah Alright, we gotta save the other stories for another time because that's okay. it for us, Matt. but that Mitch, that was the only story I wanted to tell. That was the story because it was the same story I had. Because yeah. just and it was all because of you taking that picture. Uh, I that just I just remember the deadpan of his like body not
1: moving, <laughs> but his head slowly because <laughs> the best figure. part
0: on the on the thing on the it said rds.ca image power mitch gallo yeah
1: courtesy mitch gallo like thanks uh <laughs> thanks stefan Larue.
0: and you have the you have the players pushing the bus out of the ditch so good poor, Lu-
1: poor louis leblanc <laughs> uh
0: so cheers dominic good luck as uh, head coach of the montreal canadiens uh back to your day to the montreal juniors and uh, alex Burroughs and uh chloe julian i think you're going to get another job maybe mitch doesn't but i do uh that's our uh <laughs> That's our emergency coaches meeting here on the Post Game Pints podcast, brought to you by LaBrosse. Shout out to Wolfpacks.ca and Wolf 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 Wolf. Cheers. Well, how's that for your entertainment value? They've done their job very, very well. Awesome.
1: No, no. BBF.